didn't have any more time. Once his brothers and the renegades launched their assault on the front of the compound, the chances of getting caught in the bolt hole by fleeing sanctuary vamps grew exponentially with the number of cowards in the place. He was betting there'd be a lot of cowards. Derek gave him the thumbs up. Jace went in first and Derek slipped in behind him, a silent, deadly ghost. The wolf was a good man, a McLaren to the bone, which meant he had a very black-and-white philosophy about right and wrong, which probably explained why Jace and his brothers had taken up with the McLarens when they'd turned. The alliance might have evolved by accident when Caleb saved Derek's life, but it had grown out of respect for the values each held. Until now, 250 years later, the McLaren pack was family. And in some ways, the Johnsons were pack. The relationship might defy description, but it worked. Jace paused just inside the door and mouthed, You can still go back. Derek flipped him off. Jace shook his head. There was just no talking to some men. And deep inside, he admitted he was glad of it. With Derek along, this mission might work out to be more than glorified suicide. The McLarens were hell on wheels when it came to a fight, and more than a match for most vampires. With Derek along, he might just get his wife back. And his child, who he only found out about days ago. He shook his head at that. Jace Johnson, a family man. It didn't hit his funny bone as hard as it could have. Over the last few days, he'd grown rather attached to the notion. They made their way soundlessly down the dark corridor. Processed air blew past. A few feet beyond the opening, his night vision kicked in, casting everything in shades of gray. He blinked. He'd never quite gotten used to the switch. Night vision was as detailed as day vision, but he still had the hardest time getting used to the lack of color. Truth was, he liked color. He liked laughter. Hell, he even liked life as a damn vampire. Of all the Johnson brothers, he was the only one who'd welcomed Caleb turning him. He couldn't imagine being left behind. It had always been the Johnson brothers against the world, and when push came to shove, he didn't see the sense of losing his brothers for want of turning. Being immortal definitely had its advantages. He was stronger and faster, and he could fight better and love longer. It had pretty much been wine, woman, and song, interspersed with an occasional battle for two centuries. Until Mary. Mary Denali, with her witchy eyes, sunny smile, and soft as summer rain ways, had turned the fun into something much more serious. He tightened his grip on his gun. Much more welcome. They came to a split in the corridor and another camera. He shimmered an illusion of the surrounding wall over himself and Derek and quickly passed beyond its view. Video devices were good against wares and they were good against humans, but they were pretty much useless against vampires. He scanned again. There were people in one of the rooms ahead to the right, not moving. Prisoners? He was too far away to tell and the energy too weak to read. No telling whether they were wolf, vamp, or human, but his gut twisted with a hard clench. It had to be Miri. He signaled for Derek to cover him and pointed down the corridor. Derek nodded. Jace moved forward, curling his finger against the trigger guard, itching for a target. He wanted to kill someone for burying Miri in this glorified grave. Just being this far beneath the earth must have driven a woman like her mad. Miri was a woman of laughter and joy, a werewolf who loved to run in sunlight and dance in moonlight, who gloried in her connection to nature. Forbidden to him by her pack law, 
Given to him as a mate by fate, he remembered her as he'd last seen her, relaxed and sated from his lovemaking, her lips parted and swollen, her breath panting, her long black hair a fan of contrast against the white sheets. She'd stared at him as he'd told her he was leaving, disbelief slowly replacing the bliss in her soft golden brown eyes when he told her he was coming back the following week, creating a nagging unease that he was missing something. An unease he'd ignored, to their detriment. Truth was, if he'd spent more time understanding her out of bed, he'd have known how devastating his casual announcement that he was leaving had been to her, but he'd been thinking as a human and she'd been thinking as a wolf. Not a good combination in any circumstances. Damn near terminal when it happened in the beginning of a relationship. It had taken longer than a week to come back. Civil War had a way of messing with a man's schedule. And when he had returned, Miriam...